Friends, we continue our sermon series on stewardship and living a generous life. And each Sunday, we have the opportunity to hear from one of you. So this morning, I invite you to hear from Greg Lovins as he shares his testimony of why giving has been such an important part of his life and what it means to him. Uh, hello, church. My name is Greg Lovins. I'm a member of the Boone United Methodist Church, and uh, I'm talking this morning for a few minutes about why giving back to God is meaningful to me. Uh, my parents set the example for my sister and me. Uh, you know, back in the old days, uh, we would put money, you know, perhaps a quarter, maybe a dollar, into an offering envelope, and you know, every Sunday we would uh, would turn it into the uh, to the offering plate at church and. And uh, my parents told us that God provides for us and that, and that the Bible gives, uh, tells us to give a portion of our resources back to God. We don't, we don't own anything in this life. God's in control and we are to manage what he has given us. Uh, but my folks and our church uh, emphasize growing up, emphasize cheerful giving. And you can read about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, our family has, here at the Boone United Methodist Church, has experienced this cheerful giving and the benefits of it time and time again here at the Boone United Methodist Church. Our daughters, Caroline and Mary, are, are now grown, but growing up in our church here and being involved in so many programs and aspects of church life uh, still impacts their lives in a positive way every day. You know, and they were involved in so many different things, you know, children's Sunday school, children's choir, vacation Bible school, uh, Club 45 and confirmation, youth group and all the things that the youth group did, like summer mission trips and especially the wilderness trail that our daughter Mary works uh, there every summer now still has a meaningful part of her life. And um, and then our worship services, Crossroads, 845, 11 o'clock. Adult Sunday school has been very important to my wife, Claudine, and me, and we've been involved in our Sunday school class for a long time. Uh, and then missions, you know, so our outside mission work, you know, Hunger Coalition, Hospitality House, uh, Western Youth Network. I know I'm leaving so many out. Uh, our mission trips to Guatemala, for instance, and, you know, there are many others. To Claudine and me, witnessing the impact of these activities uh, that, that, this, that these activities have had on the lives of our family and also in the lives of others brings us great joy. But all these programs that we just talked about, you know, need resources so that may, they may provide for others. Uh, we hope and we pray that giving back uh, to the church will impact many others in a meaningful way. So please think about these thoughts, consider these things, you know, and decide what's best in your life. Uh, for giving back to the church and to God. God bless you all. lot going on today, admittedly, but I actually want to start first with yesterday. 
We had about 75 cars come through our drive-through blessing and giving out of All Saints candles and candy for Halloween. And we had quite a collection of characters that were helping to give out the candy from Baby Yoda to Baby Shark to Wonder Woman to Winnie the Pooh. Star Wars were also represented with the Mandalorian and Rey, as well as a candy family, including a lollipop and a Hershey bar. But most of the folks that drove through our parking lot yesterday were from the community. And I can't tell you how many of them said, thank you so much for doing something for our children. It was truly a blessing to provide a little bit of joy uh, last night. So thanks to all of the hands that helped to make that happen. And today we have and are honoring All Saints Day by remembering all of those saints who have gone before us. And not only do we remember those who passed away in the past year, but we do remember all of those people who have been important to us along the way. And when we think about these people who have had a major impact on our lives and why, My hunch is that they were good role models or they helped us understand our relationship with Jesus just a little better. And oftentimes the faithful people that we admire the most have figured out something really important. Somewhere along the way, they began to understand how God had gifted them with spiritual gifts or special abilities. And not only that, They used those gifts for God's greater good. As we continue this week with our stewardship series, we're looking at what it means to live a generous life and to understand truly the beauty of giving. Last week, we talked about how we give of our time. And if we actually tithe 10% of our time, like we think about tithing 10% of our finances, then that means we would give 17 hours a week or on average two and a half hours a day to godly purposes. Today, we talk about how we are stewards over the gifts and abilities that God has given us to use to serve others. We have a couple of scripture passages to inform us this morning. And so I want to share with you first Romans 12 verses 3 through 6 from the message translation. Paul says, I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me. And especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then as every one of you does in pure grace It's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us. Not by what we are and what we do for him. In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, 
Let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. I love the way the message takes a familiar passage and gives a fresh hearing to it. From 1 Peter, verses 10 and 11, just a short couple of verses that echo other parts of Scripture that that may sound familiar. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies... In order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And then finally our theme verse that we're using throughout our our three-week series. From Philippians 4 verse 17. Not, Paul again, not that I'm looking for handouts. But I do want you to experience the blessing that issues from generosity. This is God's word for all of God's children. Thanks be to God. Okay, if you had a choice, which superpower would you choose? Invisibility or flight? The ability to fly anywhere on your own at any point in time. Or the power to become invisible and go wherever you wanted stealthily. You had to choose just one. Just one or the other. What would it be? Now, my husband loves Flash, so he probably was thinking, Man, why didn't you add the superpower of running at superhuman speed? Well, Ira Glass from This American Life, uh, an NPR radio show that I love to listen to, uh, did a special on this, uh, actually, a few years ago. And he discovered some very surprising results. When he was asking around folks which would they prefer, he said, first of all, folks made their mind up pretty quickly and they knew exactly why they chose which superpower. Often, though, it was not for flashy reasons or heroic reasons. They were more practical and selfish. Like, for instance, the invisibility, folks chose that so they could sneak in and steal cashmere sweaters or sneak into the movies or sneak onto an airplane without anyone knowing and without paying for the ticket. To fly, one person said, oh, that's just so I can stop riding the bus everywhere I need to go. No one, he said, no one ever said to actually fight crime. And in fact, one person said, why would I want to use a superpower for good? Like, for instance, why would I want to fly into a burning building to save someone I might catch on fire? Mercy. Isn't that kind of the point of having a superpower? To fight evil or to do good or to clean up crime? What does it say about us if our motivation is purely selfish. Now, before you think this is a completely crazy day after Halloween hypothetical, in a way, every Jesus follower does have a superpower. We call them spiritual gifts. They are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to every single believer. 
So the question that we want to explore today is, how are you using your spiritual gift or your abilities for good, for godly purposes? Let me stop for a minute and define spiritual gifts a little bit more. I've said it before, but it is in its simplest understanding. Uh, And Christians believe this because scripture tells us so and through our experience that the Holy Spirit gives every single believer a spiritual gift that they are to use for two purposes. One is to glorify God, to honor God, and the other is to build up the body of Christ. The verses from 1 Peter are just that short version of uh, echoes what we can also read in 1 Corinthians and in Ephesians and in Romans, which we, we actually heard part of today. The gifts that are listed in each of these scriptures, though, vary. So there's not like this perfect clean, here is the list of spiritual gifts and, and we get to choose from them. It doesn't quite work that way. God endows, gives these gifts as God needs them for a community to be able to function. But some of the gifts that might be familiar to you, if you've ever done a spiritual gift inventory, you can find them online. There are a lot of ways to discover your spiritual gifts, but some familiar ones just um, to, 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 to clarify are teaching, prophecy, helping, leadership, administration, shepherding, the gift of wisdom, the gift of giving, and there are many others. Verse 10, though, from 1 Peter says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. I love that phrase, being good stewards of God's diversity of gifts, varied grace. And then it ends with using those gifts to glorify and point to God always, always to give glory to God. Often when we talk about stewardship, we talk about giving back to God our money, and that is super important. And we will we'll talk about that next week, and next Sunday will be your opportunity, if you haven't already done it, to click and give uh, your commitment, your pledge for, for 2021. But today, we want to, to, to lift up and be reminded that Scripture also calls us, calls us to be good stewards of the variety of gifts that God bestows upon us. And it's easy, y'all, it is easy to let ourselves off the hook and think that church and worship is all about what God can do for us and how God can feed me and how God can take care of me. And the good Lord knows that There are days when we enter into our time of worship and we are on empty. There is nothing in the tank and we need the Holy Spirit to fill us back up. That is true. But make no mistake about it. God's intention for how this community of believers works is that every one of us is considered part of the body of Christ. Every one of us has a contribution to make. Every one of us has a role to play. And part of our purpose is to give back to God, to actually use these gifts that God has given us. So the Romans passage reminds us that uh, of that powerful metaphor that Paul uses a lot to make his point, that we are all a uh, part of the body of Christ. And no one is better or more important. While our body can function without a toe or an ear, that body is not complete if it's missing a toe or an ear. 
Each of us makes an important contribution to the greater whole. And I don't care how young or old you are. Don't discount your contribution. Young people, you are gifted too. You might still be trying to figure out what those gifts are that God has given you. But we need you to make our bodies stronger and healthier. And older Christians that have been on this journey for a long time, please don't think that your time has come and gone and that it's time to to let others carry on. In fact, some studies have shown, uh, particularly a study that, that the University of Michigan did a few years ago, showed that survival rates for seniors who volunteered 40 or more hours a year Uh, for a single cause, like a a single purpose that they were committed to, um, had a 40% greater rate than that of non-volunteers. In other words, seniors who give of their time and their talents report an increase, an improvement in life satisfaction, in health, in social well-being. You have so much to offer. So please don't ever think that there is not a place for you to be a part of, to contribute to God's kingdom work. Not only are these gifts blessings, but they're meant to be used or they will be lost. Romans, uh, uh, maybe you've heard about this in Segovia. There's a Roman aqueduct that was built in Spain about 109 AD. 1800 years that aqueduct worked carrying cool, wonderful water from the mountains into the hot, thirsty city of Segovia. 60 generations drank from that water by the aqueduct. And then one day someone got the bright idea of, oh man, this is such an an amazing miracle of of, um, engineering. We need to preserve it so that children generations from now can can learn from from this this, um, ancient technology. And so they built modern iron piping to bring the the water, I mean, yeah, iron pipes to bring the water in, stopped using the aqueduct, and guess what happened? The mortar and the brick began to crack and buckle under the sunshine. It began to fall apart. So what ages of service could not destroy, idleness, idleness disintegrated. Same thing with wood. Uh, A violin is an instrument that needs to be played and to be used. Famous violinist Niccolo Paganini wheeled his fabulous, fine, beautiful instrument to the town of Genoa where he was born, only condition that it would never be played again by anyone else. So what happened to it? Well, wood that is handled um, actually um, shows little wear when it's taken care of, but when it's not used, it's discarded, What does it do? It begins to rot or decay. So this beautiful violin in its case began to be worm-eaten. It was, uh, it's become an unusable relic. A reminder, and when life is withdrawn from service, life loses its meaning. I can throw in one more example, pearls. We know that if pearls aren't worn, they lose their luster. The point is that any of us, no matter our age and stage in life, that if we don't use the gifts that God has given us, they will disintegrate or lose their luster. But when we use those gifts, we have meaning and purpose and function as part of the body of Christ. So each week I always ask myself, so what? Why is this the word that people need to hear from this particular day? 
What is God trying to say to us? Well, God longs for us to recognize and claim those gifts that God has already given us. Not necessarily so we can use them to serve God. Yes, fruit will be born from that experience of of using those gifts. But God's ultimate purpose is so that you and I can experience the beauty in, in experiencing and living a generous life. That feeling like no other, when we serve others for the sake of others and not ourselves. When we figure out what we can contribute to God's greater purposes and lend a hand, that brings God such joy. That actually glorifies God. When we use our gifts, we begin to understand what Paul meant in Philippians 4, 17. That he wanted the people of Philippi to experience the blessing that issues that comes forth from generosity. Have you ever experienced the blessing that comes from being generous with your time or with your gifts? When you use those gifts for a greater good and not to make your life better or more secure or more comfortable... But when you make someone else's life better or more secure or more comfortable. There's another line from today's text that I love that I want to draw your attention to. From Romans verses uh, 3 and 4. Paul says the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us. Not by what we are and what we do for him. In this way we are like the various parts of a human body. And each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. Paul's reminding us here that it all comes from God. The most important and valuable and significant parts of ourselves are gifts given to us from God. Unless we try and look at ourselves for what we've accomplished or earned, or even how we look physically or what we're able to do well, Instead, we need to find our meaning and purpose through God first. How does God look at us? What does God see? How do we fit into what God is doing? And maybe most importantly, are we grateful for what God has done for us and given to us? Are we grateful? So the question is a simple one today. How are you using your God-given gifts Can you think of a time in the last week when you used your gifts to glorify God? Can you think of a time in the last week when you used your gifts to build someone else up other than yourself? Remember how a few weeks ago we were preaching the end of our Reimagining Church series by saying that the church was God's best plan for the world. And it is. And you are a part of that plan. I promise you are. And you may be wondering how. By using your God-given gifts to build up the community. Each one of you is an amazing and unique child of God. Each one of you has been created with special gifts and abilities that God has chosen and given especially to you through the Holy Spirit. Every single one of you. And while God has the power to give you these gifts, friends, you are the one who has the power to actually put them to use. 
Only you have the power to choose to use them for good. And my hope is that in your discernment to figure out how you might use these gifts, if, the, the, if they're underutilized right now, you'll figure out how to, to explore and use them more. Because remember, gifts that go unused will deteriorate. The violin unplayed will become unplayable. The pearls unworn will lose their luster. Don't squander God's good gifts given to you. So as you pray about what it means to live a generous life, I ask you again to think about how are you using your time? How are you sharing your gifts? And next week we'll ask you how are you choosing to be generous with your money? But today... The question is, are you living your best, most beautiful and generous life by using your unique gifts to glorify God? And nothing glorifies God more than when you serve one another. I wish I had the gift of both invisibility and flight, but I don't. And instead, I choose to use my two God-given gifts, spiritual gifts of leadership and teaching, to build up Boone United Methodist Church. How about you? How are you using your gifts? How about you? Amen.